Hey, everybody. I just want to take a moment of your time and talk to you about this awesome company, Clap Cleats. If you're out there on the dating scene and you're looking to make a statement or just want to reignite the romance with your partner, you have absolutely got to look into getting a pair of Clap Cleats. These revolutionary socks are specifically designed to give you more traction for the action, more drive for the grind, and more thrust for the lust. Clap cleats are made of a high-performance bamboo material that are cooler than cotton and wick away sweat. Each sock is individually five-toed for a secure fit. They have advanced polymer grips on the soles, under your toes, and at multiple points of contact with the ground. They are not a one-size-fits-all plain old sock. They are sport-cut ankle socks that your partner won't even notice you have on. Think about it this way. In pretty much all physical activities, there are specific sneakers or cleats to make sure you perform your best. But why not in the bedroom? Good point. Which, by the way, is probably the most physical activity you are doing. Optimal performance does not come from your waist. It should be coming from your legs. If you want to be an all-star in the bedroom, if you want to bring your A-game and hit it out of the park, then go buy a pair of clap cleats. Use my promo code RAWTRUTH for 10% off. That's RAWTRUTH, all one word, for 10% off at checkout. Now go out there and clap some cheeks with clap cleats. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome back for a new episode. Hope everybody is doing well as summer is uh, starting to wind down. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who was wishing me happy birthdays. It was great. Had a really, really good time. Um, Let's see here. We ended up, I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast, but we went to a really nice dinner. And um, as I had explained before, um, the gentleman that I am seeing, he and I have the same exact birthday. Well, not exact, exact. He's born in 65 and I'm from 72. So he's got a few extra years in there, but we really, really had a good time. And I've never been with anybody who had the same birthday. Um, and considering it fell on Friday the 13th this year and the shitstorm my life has been lately, I was pleasantly pleased that it turned out to be a very, very nice day. 
So thank you to all that had sent me happy birthdays. I really, really appreciate it. Today we're going to read a story from Sammy. This will be two parts. It is kind of a long story, which is awesome. I love it because then there's more detail and I like to be able to share more detail um, when people um, aren't sure how to write a story about what they've done. It's like, oh, I did this and that was this. And we, I always try and dig a little further. And so that is why I always offer the story guide. Um, and it's just basically an outline to follow. Hey, it asks questions like, tell me a little bit about your childhood or your parents' relationship or what you wanted to be when you grow up or grew up. Um, and, you know, how did you meet your spouse or partner? And at what point uh, did things start to change? What was it that made you all of a sudden realize, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm being unfaithful. Why were you unfaithful? How did it unfold? Did they find out? You know, it's things like that to really be able to bring the information out so we can make a full story out of it and share it with people who are listening that need to know that they are not alone in the decisions that they've made or are currently making. So message me, Rebecca at, uh, I don't even know my email today, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And um, I can definitely direct you. On Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I provide them with a safe place to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. If you have been through this, whether it be because you were unfaithful or you were betrayed, you know that you just can't open the topic for discussion with your family and friends. It can be very lonely to process it all on your own. I know from my own experience, when I was being unfaithful, the emotions that can all be too consuming. These reasons are why I chose to create this podcast. I don't condone infidelity. But it happens, and I refuse to place judgment on anyone. But I also feel it is just as important to learn what the husband or partner endures when this truth is revealed. What was it that led him to feel suspicious of her? How did he find out? How did he process all of this and what would he do next? How could he confront her? About five minutes later, I'm still not sleeping, but I hear a conversation on the phone over the music. I heard Becky on the phone, but her voice was different. It had a slower, seductive sound to it with a smile on her face. It wasn't a normal phone voice for her. At this point, I was wide awake and realizing something was going on. When I heard her say, I'm just wearing a bra, I decided to see what the hell was going on out there. I walked out to her in the living room, lying on her back on the carpet, pillow behind her head, phone in one hand and the other hand down her pants. I was stunned. She saw me and froze. She said to the other person on the other end of the phone line, well, my boyfriend is up, so I'm going to let you go. And she hung up. I asked what this was all about. Who was that on the other line? She told me she was talking to her cousin. I said, your cousin asks you what you are wearing often? 
By subscribing to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Patreon, you will get to hear these stories from the husband or partner's point of view as they share their side of the betrayal. Has your wife or partner been unfaithful? Have you not had anybody to really talk to about it? You're not alone. Perhaps you might even want to share your side for the show to help others. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and select Patreon to subscribe. Pledges start at $3 a month for the No Judgment tier. Not only do you get two extra stories a month, you get early access to the regular Raw Truth Stories ad-free and my outtakes. When you select the I Love This Podcast tier, which is $5 a month pledge, not only will you receive everything in the No Judgment tier, you will receive a No Judgment bracelet and an acknowledgement on a future Raw Truth episode, first name only with your city and state. Let's go ahead and just hop on in to Sammy's story. My backstory is what seems like the perfect upbringing in life. I had the perfect parents, perfect sister, perfect boyfriend, and an amazing extended family. I grew up in suburban Indiana and everything seemed so perfect from the outside. I had friends that always talked about how lucky I was and how awesome my family was. My parents met in middle school dating all through high school and got married when they were 21. They were that couple that everyone was jealous of. Growing up, I always had boyfriends and I was always super interested in attention from boys. My first boyfriend was in preschool and to be honest, I can't remember a time in my life when there wasn't some kind of a love interest in my life. I went from one boyfriend to the next, with almost zero breaks in between. I loved all the attention I would get from guys growing up. I never had any kind of problem getting guys, and I even liked hanging out with guys more than girls, in general. I think I became interested in sex at a young age. My first real boyfriend, I call him, was a guy I met at summer camp when I was a freshman in high school. We became close very quickly, and he was the first guy I started to become sexually curious with. We would talk on the phone for hours and talk about when we wanted to have sex. Before it could happen, though, I broke up with him for another guy I had met at school. Growing up, I had always been curious and considered myself more promiscuous. I would say it started at an extremely young age, but my curiosity with sex was just arising at this point. I met my now husband at 16, or actually I officially met him the first day of 6th grade. I dated my husband briefly in middle school, and then we met again on an accidental blind date to the movies with friends. I had always had eyes for my husband throughout middle school and even before we got together. I always tell him now that I would go to the pool in the summer just to see if he would be there and walk past him in the school hallways hoping he would notice me. When he showed up at the movie, I was excited it was him, but I didn't think he was interested back then. You see, after we dated in middle school, he broke up with me for another girl and he gave me the cold shoulder immediately. 
Well, we ended up sitting on opposite sides of our group at the movies. But that didn't stop him from texting me, asking if I would ever kiss him. I immediately responded and told him to come sit by me. We ended up making out the rest of the time, and we were inseparable after that. Things got serious real quick with him, and I fell in love so fast. He made me feel like the only girl in the world. He would give me so much attention, and things with him were just easy. We wanted to see each other constantly, and I remember going on family vacations without him was heartbreaking. Thinking of spending a week apart was devastating to me at the time. I loved him deeply, but I always remember having so many doubts run through my head. My mom would constantly talk about the reasons I should not be tied down to one person and how this other boy in school was cute and maybe I should go for him. I had other guys giving me attention and this little nagging voice in the back of my head that I'm too young to feel this way and I haven't even experienced anyone else really. After six months of dating my husband, who we can call George for the sake of making it easy, we had sex. Surprisingly, the sex was pretty great for it being both our first times, and I felt extremely comfortable with him. I remember feeling so much guilt right after we had sex because just a couple weeks prior, I had kissed another guy. My infidelity issues started at a young age. I loved the attention I got from boys, and I always wanted more of something else or to see what it was like to be with someone else or something that I couldn't have. The kiss I shared with the other guy was actually someone I had a crush on for a while, and when he asked me to hang out, I couldn't say no. After having sex for the first time with George, I told him the very same night that I had kissed another guy and it crushed him. He cried, but ultimately wanted to stay with me. We stayed together in a serious relationship for about a year and a half before I decided to break up with him. At the time, I wasn't ready for that kind of serious relationship and I knew I wanted to explore other things. I broke up with him right before prom and decided to ask a guy named Dave that had piqued my interest in my math class. He agreed to go to prom with me right away and I was smitten. He was so much fun and he truly made me feel alive. I fell in love with him right off the bat and instantly we were inseparable. For the first time, I was dating someone who was hilarious, confident, sexy, and completely into me. He made me laugh every day, and we quickly became boyfriend and girlfriend. I loved everything about him, and for a brief time, I had completely shut out George. It wasn't until about four months in, when the pressure of moving away to college and things getting too serious crept in, that I started to push away from Dave. We ended up having sex a few months into our relationship, and to be honest, it was awful. Worst sex I've ever had, and it instantly made me miss George. 
I started to see George after work that summer before college and hooking up with him again while I was still dating Dave. Eventually, I broke up with Dave, but never decided to make things official again with George. I wanted to be free when I went to college. When I got to college, things seemed good. I had guys giving me attention left and right. George ended up going to the same college and we stayed friends. And I had a ton of things going on. Parties and random makeout sessions with guys were starting to become a normal weekend thing. Even though I was single, George and I were together almost every weekend and still hung out with each other and still hooked up all the time. He was all the benefits of having a boyfriend without having to make it official, and he let me do it. We kept this routine going for another year until I met my next boyfriend, Ross. Ross was the RA, which means he was my resident assistant of my dorm. He was a senior, and the day I moved into my dorm was the first day I saw him. He was so sexy. He had long blonde hair, he was tall, and his smile and his blue eyes drew me in right away. I remember thinking that first day I met him that I wanted him, and I was going to get him. I knew he had a girlfriend, and actually she was a sister in my sorority. I knew there wasn't anything I could do to make him be mine other than be around him and become friends with him, so that's exactly what I did. I would have him help me study and leave little funny inside jokes under his door. And eventually, the day came that he broke up with his girlfriend. All throughout this whole time, I was pursuing him. I was still hooking up with George and still kept George very close. Once he had broken up with his girlfriend, I went in right away to make things between us happen. I asked him to help me study, and I got extremely flirty and touchy-feely. He expressed instantly what he had been feeling towards me, and we hit it off real quick. I started staying in his room every night, and he asked me to be his girlfriend pretty quickly. Once we were together, he expressed wanting to restrain from sex, and although I was a little disappointed, I understood. I ended things with George completely while I was with Ross and stayed faithful to him. After a few months, I ended things with Ross and decided to get back with George. I missed the sex with George and being that connected to someone. I knew that if I kept things going with Ross, I would eventually cheat on him for George anyway. I knew we weren't compatible deep down, even though he was a great guy, so I knew it was time to end things. Things with George were better than ever after we decided to get back together, and we had officially decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend again. During the last two years of our time in college, I tried to stay faithful to George. I cared about him and loved him but I wasn't as invested in our relationship as I should have been. I had sex with one of my middle school boyfriends a few times because we became friends again and drinking was involved, which made it easy for things to lead to sex. 
During that time, I was also talking to my ex Dave here and there, so I was always looking for attention elsewhere. Once we graduated from college, George and I decided to move to Florida, and that's where things got really serious for us. We moved in together and moved far away from family, so we really had only each other to rely on. For two years, I stayed faithful to him, which made me feel that I had finally shook this need for attention and craving to be emotionally connected to others so badly. I finally wasn't craving that thrill-seeking nature of cheating. We were settled, and we got engaged a couple years after moving to Florida. Things were good until they took a drastic turn on my bachelorette night. My friends had flown down to spend my bachelorette party in Florida, and George had gone to visit a friend. My friends and I were all out partying and getting free drinks from guys every place we went. At the end of the night, this guy bought us all a round of drinks and then told us we could ride in his Uber with him to the next bar. He ended up hanging out with us the rest of the night and then came back to my place since we all took the same Uber again. I told my friends I was giving him a ride home and none of them cared since they were all so drunk. I ended up taking him down to my condo's pool and I instantly stripped down to nothing. It was four in the morning, so I figured no one would be watching. I jumped in the pool and asked him to join me. He quickly undressed and got in the pool with me. We were playful in the pool for a bit, and then he grabbed me and pulled me in. He kissed me for a bit, and then we eventually ended up having sex in the pool. It felt so erotic, and I remember feeling so bad, and like I'd never done anything so crazy in my life. He asked me to come to his place after that with him, and I did. We went back to his place, and he drew up a bubble bath for us, and we ended up having sex multiple times that night. We are going to go ahead and stop there for part one of Sammy's story. And we will find out what happens um, in two weeks because this was her bachelorette party. Does she tell her fiance? Does she keep it to herself? Did she end up seeing this guy again? I don't know. We will have to wait to find out. So make sure you're back in two weeks to listen to Sammy's story. Part 2. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. 
Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again. And be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. And always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.